Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Happy Monday. Hey guys, welcome to Cold Brew Conversations with Candace King, kicking off the week. Well, wouldn't you know, I dragged my whole bag of golf clubs all the way to Atlanta, that whole 30 minute flight. And I used them. And guess what? It was fun. If you tuned in last week, um, I recorded my cold brew conversation early because I was heading down to Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I, we were a, partic- a group of us were participating in working with um, a Vampire Diaries convention. It's basically where uh, various actors who were on the show, whether it was the Vampire Diaries or Legacies or uh, the Originals, we are brought in together and for an opportunity to meet people who are fans of the show, who watch the show back in the day or who continue to stream the show now. It's very, very fun. It's like a, a lovely reunion for all of us um, together back in our little green rooms, which sounds very fancy because in reality our green room was, uh, we, our holding was in a, in a high school, so we were all hanging out in a science lab. So, you know, just a couple of, just a, a bunch of grown adults catching up over some beakers and, you know, chemical wash, you know, safety sinks in case you need to wash your eyes out. Just, um, just, just catching up, just catching up as you do, as you do. Uh, but it was really fun. And I, um, since golfing is my entire personality now, I've decided um, by the obscene amount of time that I talk about it and comparatively to like my actual skill level, it like it doesn't match up at all. But, you know, it happens. Uh, I just adopt 
things into my personality. It's just what it's like my own versions of the deep dives that I do. Um, but I brought my clubs because I've been trying to see Michael Trevino who worked on the vampire diaries. Our character, our, our characters worked a lot together. We worked together. He's like my brother. Um, and then Charles Michael Davis worked on the originals. We've all known each other for years Charles and I had this running joke because we never worked together. I was in an episode that he directed of the originals once, but we ne- we didn't hang out a whole lot. We'd like see each other at dinners. We, we didn't like work together consistently, but we all lived in the same neighborhood in Atlanta when we were filming. And Charles and I would always run into each other at the grocery store, like the Whole Foods off Ponce at the salad market, like in the salad bar area. And we would always run into each other like without fail. And there's something interesting about a grocery store run-in because it's that weird thing where you like stop for a minute, you do like the small talk, but also like if you've already hit the freezer aisle, you're already on a time, you know, you're on a time crunch of how long you can really stay there depending on the frozen goods you got. Like maybe a frozen dinner can hang for a bit, but if you got frozen fruit or a dessert, if you got a dessert, If you're on like some gelato time, you're on gelato time. There's no time to be wasted. So you got to keep the conversation going. You got to move it along pretty quickly. And then it's inevitable that you're going to keep bumping into this person because you, it's impossible. You're, you're going to try to almost avoid each other, which makes it worse. You're going to, you're going to be like, okay, well, they're probably heading over to like the, I don't know, the dairy section or like the deli section, maybe the fruits. So I'm just going to go straight to the grains and the chips. I'm going to go straight to the assorted you know, starch chip aisle. And then you realize that person had the same idea. And then there you are being like, because <laughs> you can't have the exact same small talk conversation you just had again. And then you're still on borrowed time with the frozen goods in your basket or in your, in your cart. And so then you got to do the like, ha <laughs> you got like the laugh of like, Oh, who would have thunk it? And then of course you end up at the checkout aisle at the same time. And you got to do the, <laughs> okay, bye. Well, it's good. To, what? What'd you say? But you'll see tomorrow. Oh, I'm not there. Okay, great. And then you're walking out of the store at the same time. So that's really where our friendship blossomed was many of those conversations. And I'm happy to say in all these years of doing more and more conventions and getting to see Charles more, I also know that Michael Trevino and Charles uh, Michael Davis happen to be fantastic golfers. They're golf buddies and they golf together all the time in LA. And I'm like, I want in on that because my personality is of a golfer now. That's that's who I am. So I need to be in on this, this golf, these golf days. I'm in, I'm, I need to be your golf buddies. So I presented that we maybe golf together in Atlanta. Didn't think it was going to happen. Charles ended up having to work that day. And, um, and then it was supposed to rain. And, and in, the, in the final hour before I was heading out, Trevino said we, we had a tea time and we went. We, we, were, we were teed up on time. And, um, and Michael brought some buddies there, some of his buddies in Atlanta. And you know what? Gosh darn it, I had a fantastic time. It was a lovely time. I hit the ball. I made great contact. Did it necessarily go straight the whole time? Nope. Did I lose a few balls? Sure. But you know what? I retained my, I, I retained my pride. And that was really my goal. Just, just, to, just to hit the ball towards the hole most of the time. Have some laughs. You know, get in on the, on the, like, the humor, like the ribbon each other. You know, being like, oh... Oh, you shanked that one. You know, just you just start saying words like, "Oh, you really rutted the the 
the gopher on that hole. I don't know. You just, it, where it always walks the line where you're like, is this, does this sound dirty? Is this appropriate, inappropriate? Like golf humor is just, just a bunch of words with rutting and holes and dirt and grass and green and sand and traps and just, you know, it just walks that fine line of, of dirty, it just humor. Um, but you know, I'm, it's, I, you know what, Mike, I'll say this, my golf game was better than my talking shit game that I am trying to replicate here. So if that tells you anything, I did pretty darn good when I, when I hit the course, all my lessons with Rita are paying off. They are paying off. Uh, which isn't a great reminder that, you know, sometimes you just got to do things that you're not very good at and that make you uncomfortable. Force it upon everyone that you are surrounded by and adopt it as your new personality and, um, and good things can come of it. You can have a lovely afternoon. So there, there's my bit of wisdom today. But Atlanta was great. It was so much fun. I got to catch up. This was also Marguerite McIntyre's first uh, con- convention, uh, Vampire Diaries convention. We did this not specifically even in the city of Atlanta. We actually ended up doing this in a town called Covington, Georgia. And Covington is where we filmed a majority of our exteriors for the show. So if you watch the show, this is where like a lot of the exteriors for like the houses were. There's like this tiny little square, which was literally quite literally a, an actual like square with a roundabout, which I know doesn't like a square and a roundabout is not the same thing, but y- you you know what I'm saying. Uh, but it's just this tiny little town. Um, and back in the day, it w- we were definitely a thorn in the side of the town. Just, you know, the there was no traffic and we just constantly brought traffic there whenever we filmed and uh, it's crazy all these years later, they have turned, the town has become almost an homage to the Vampire Diaries. So you can go, you can go to Covington, Georgia. There are gift shops for the Vampire Diaries and originals and legacies. There are, there, we had a restaurant on the show called The Mystic Grill. And the exterior where we used to film that, um, the interior of that was actually, um, a, I think, a dental was it a dental office or a bank or a lawyer office? It was, or just like one of those, like just a bunch of rooms where businesses happened that it was not a restaurant. They have converted it to turn it into an actual restaurant that is a replica to the show's restaurant, the mystic grill. So you can go eat at the mystic grill. I had not been walking through this town in so long. I had never seen all of this stuff. And so it was really cool. It was very, very cool. It's, uh, when we filmed the show, we all led very normal lives. You know, the running joke that I've always said was just like, I, it was easy to, and it's not even a joke. What I, what I've said for many years is it was easy to forget that anyone was even watching the show because we just had like such a normal life. We went to work. Our, our, our work happened to be, um, you know, pretty magical where we all got to play make-believe and, and be creative and make this the show that we didn't really ever, I think, realize how many people were watching it. And so many people have rewatched it, especially in these last couple of years with the pandemic. And so it's a, it's really wild to not only be able to have the opportunity to meet people who've loved the show so much, but also to be able to catch up with old cast members and people that you adore and do all of that 
within this little town who which has really cemented itself within so many memories of of my life and I know all of our lives together who who were lucky enough to work on any of the the vampire you know the trilogy and uh, but all that to say, um, Marguerite McIntyre played my mother on the show, Sheriff Forbes. This was her her first uh, convention, uh, Vampire Diaries convention, and so I got to spend the whole weekend with her, which was delightful, and had a very it was we had this like magical moment. And I get asked this question all this time, all the time. So if you're like Candace, I don't, I never watched the show, I don't really care then you can fast forward to this part because I'll be answering some questions that I got off Instagram. But if you do watch the show, you're really going to appreciate this part. I've been asked this question a million times and I just kind of have a stock answer because it's an impossible question to answer. But there is an episode in which, I'm just going to spoiler alert, um, Caroline's mom does not make it throughout the entire series, which leads to a lot of grieving on Caroline's part. Caroline is the character that I played. And... After Caroline's mom had passed, Sheriff Forbes, Marguerite McIntyre, um, there was a letter that was found to be written to her daughter, Caroline, who I played. And um, Caroline burns the letter before we ever get to read what, what's in it. And if you listened, to, there's a, I, I suddenly, it be, I was, became aware last year from the youths the, the youths on TikTok that I was somehow, that I was a TikTok famous. I, I was TikTok famous because they used one of the lines from the show and it's where my character is burning this letter. And she goes like, burn it. And she goes, did I say stand there and look stupid? No, I said, burn it. <laughs> and so people were using it with a lot of things, whether they were like old high school photos or embarrassing things from their youth. And, um, and so the, this letter gets burned and I get asked all the time, like, Candace, what was in the letter from your mom? Like, what did Caroline's mom write in that letter? And the truth of it is there is no, there was no letter. Like, it wasn't like they put it in the script and then we, on like the final thing, I was like, ha ha, we're going to burn it instead and just change it. There was never a letter. No one ever wrote it. There wasn't even a version of the script that had a letter in it. There wasn't even a prop letter. The prop letter was just an envelope with paper in it which isn't a very exciting answer, but there was a girl who came up and there was a Q&A and she asked uh, Marguerite, Sheriff Forbes, what did you write in the letter to your daughter before she burned it? And Marguerite just looks into the soul of this girl asking this question and then starts to say, and also, by the way, Marguerite is a writer. <laughs> so you know this shit was good. She wrote for the originals from the very beginning. She wrote the first season of Legacies um, from scratch. I don't know if you've watched that show on Netflix. Um, she, she's incredible. She is a vampire academy. So she's an incredible writer. So all of a sudden, Marguerite like performs and like just off the top of her head. Like the, what she thinks, like what she believes was in that letter and basically just like wrote the letter on stage as if like just from the top of her head, we were bawling our eyes out, just bawling our eyes out. So if you've ever asked yourself what was in the letter, 
you can, I'm sure there's a clip of it somewhere online, but just saying all those things of just like, you know, I just, I'm so proud of you. It's just, it was like this like therapy moment that I think we all needed to hear. <laughs> we all needed Marguerite McIntyre just to take the mic and, and look at an entire like field of people to say, I'm proud of you. Ooh, just getting misty thinking about it. Um, it was really special. It was very special, you know? So got to cry on stage in front of people. I bought some souvenirs, you know? Nothing says uh, stay humble, like bringing your children back a bunch of souvenirs with your face on it. Uh, so I'm sure I'm just, and that's the therapy that they get to do when they're older. That's my gift to them. A tumbler with my face on it and something to talk about with their therapist in 20 years. I mean, what I, you're welcome, basically. That's all I have to say to them. It's just, you're welcome. The gift that get, just keeps on giving, keeps on giving. But it was a delightful weekend. I had a great time. Had a fantastic, fantastic time. Uh, you know what else is a great time? Answering your questions. And it was so fun to get back to that last week that I'm, I'm ready to just dive right in right now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And I'm going to kick this off with a question from Megs2121. Because it also involves with... um. It involves uh, me being able to announce some other news that I have that is maybe not exciting to you, but you know what? It's going to affect what I talk about on this podcast, so um, it's going to be exciting. 
This is another personality I will be adopting in these upcoming weeks. So buckle up, buttercup. Um, Meg's 2121 said, you've mentioned your love of moving. How do you manage that with your kids slash fam? Well, Meg's, I'm about to move again. I bought a house. I bought a house. I bought my first house that is that is mine on my own. Whew. I, I like, it was, I felt like it was like, um, I've only gotten two tattoos and you know what? Out of the two, I've removed one. So I'm like operating at like a 50% success rate, but both times I loved it in the moment and then woke up the next day and was like, Oh no, why would that is permanent? That is a big decision. Did I put enough thought into this? And I definitely had that moment, which I've heard it is normal. It's normal to have that moment. Uh, after purchasing a home. And I, um, and, and I'll just say like I had my two tattoos, I had a star on my foot and I've had that lasered off and I have a bird on my wrist. And you know what? I think this house is the bird on my wrist because I am actually falling more and more in love with it. Every time I see it, I'm going to move into it in a couple weeks. Um, where the agreement was basically by the end of the school year, which is fantastic. And I think Moving is stressful. I've also not had a lot of other options except to have help. I, there are no options. I've been also been in a position where I'm able to to hire people to help me um, and make sure someone is there with the kids. But it's just always a shit show. Moving is a shit show. It is. It 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 brings up all of the emo. It like rustles up all of the like emotional debris within your soul and just makes you feel completely uprooted and unsettled. I think it in the past year I've moved a lot and this time was really the first time where I realized that stuff is just stuff and it's really not about where you end up. It's about the, like it stuff is just stuff. Of course there are some boxes of stuff that are definitely worth more than others or like necessary to survive, um, more than, than other boxes. But (laughs) if you just keep, if you just keep this as a light conversation, I will say that it's okay to let a lot of things go and and it really is just making memories. It's And it doesn't have to all be done right away. I've gotten better about having realistic timelines. Whereas I think before, unless everything was kind of put together and perfect and immediately looked like lived in, it just would irritate me that it wasn't done and it's not done and it's not done. And the moving process that I've had in the last year has really shown me that so many amazing moments can be made can happen in the in-between and so many memories can be made in that in-between. And it doesn't matter if all of the pictures are on the wall in a way that you think they have to be forever. I've been living in this like idea of forever. Like I grew, I moved around a lot when I was a kid five or six times before I was eight. And so I, I just always was like, one day I'm going to get the house and then that's the house I'm going to live in forever. I just always kept trying to like 
dig root being like, I need to plant roots and they need to grow. I need to plant roots and then they will grow. And, and then until then, until I'm just in one spot and can really settle in and get everything looking the way exactly how it's supposed to be. And then this is my forever. I've really let that go in the last, um, in the last two years. And, and I'm really just trying to, it does, like just whatever makes me happy. It doesn't have to look a certain way. It It's just kind of whatever brings joy, whatever like works for me and my kids. Like for me, I don't need a, a proper dining room table. I need a place where kids can spill glitter and, and paint and, and give character to maybe a really old piece of wood table. Like that's what works for me. I, like a room where I can have a record player and board games and, and just like chaos and string lights and weird art like that, that is, that is what I like. Um, and it's not necessarily, you know, on any checklist of how a room or a move is supposed to look, but I just know that that's what serves my routine with my kids. So moving, if you are moving anytime soon, if you are able to hire people to help, that's obviously number one. Um, if you're able to enlist friends to help, that's number two. If something just feels like it's weighing you down, it is okay to let it go. If there is a couch that even if it's fighting you to move and you know what, you can sell that couch and use that money to get an, a new couch or there's a friend that you want, uh, you can buy a different couch from, like it's okay to also let go of the things that are trying that you feel are like holding you back or weighing you down and see if there's a, a newer way to do it in, in this new space and kind of like this new chapter for you. Um, there's very few things that I've, I've kept from the beginning of my travels and moving. It's very, like very small boxes. And I think there's like one, the one main thing <laughs> that's made it to almost to all my apartments since I was 21 22 years old is a, um, old vintage holy water dispenser. Not practical, but you know what? Not hold me. I don't feel weighed down by it. It is, it is always a conversation starter. It always makes me happy. My goal is still one day to just like, I want to get it nice and cleaned up, like basically protected on the inside. So then I can pour wine in there and sangria and then, because it's a proper dispenser, and then, you know, holy water into wine. Haven't done it yet, but one day, one day. Still got time, still got time. But Megs, if you are moving, you got this. And what are they, there's like a couple things on, on the, the short list of the most stressful things you can ever do. And moving's on that list. So if you feel insanely stressed, just know you're not alone. That's um, just part of it. Mia Maya, Meow Maya, Meow Maya uh, asks, how do you manage work and your kids at the same time? No one does. You just have to accept that there are probably going to be times where you're better at work than you are at being a parent and other times where you're like crushing it at parenting and you're sacrificing at work. 
especially now with like Zoom and working from home, like it's just different. There's so many beneficial parts to it, but there's also times where your kid comes through, your, your childcare falls out. Like it is really, I always think back, like whenever I've traveled through Europe, especially with my kids, it is just a different mentality there of just, there's an ease, there's a breath around the fact that we procreate and have families and kids are just part of our community in our, in our ecosystem of human beings, (laughs) like that we're not like hiding the fact that we have kids and, uh, and I've really tried to make it an effort not to do that and not be like, Oh, like, like no, I, I have kids. That's my, f- I've always wanted kids. I will, there will be times where someone is emailing me past like seven o'clock at night or needs something turned around on a weekend. And I've had to say, I can't do that. I can't. Like I actually can't, I need an extension and sometimes they can do that and sometimes they can't. And then I have to really decide it puts me in a really tough position. And I know a lot, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. You are put in that position if as a parent all the time. And not everyone has the luxury of being able to even take a moment to see if they can even question whether they can maybe say no and instead be with their kids when their kids are needing them or go to their kids game. Not everyone has that ability. And I wish that that was different. Um, so like I gave up on the work life balance a long time ago and, and instead just really decided to lean into the grace of it. And especially giving myself more grace is really just, it feels so good to be able to give others grace when they're like, I, I can't, my kid's crying in the back. I'm like, fine. This is not a life and death situation. We will talk in a few hours. That is totally okay. Call me back. Email me later. We'll, let's reschedule the meeting until next week. We are so obsessed with like, and some things may be immediate, but a majority of the things are not. They're not. Uh, so I don't think you, there is a perfect balance. And like I, I, I at least for me, I am also not someone who has like that. I'm not a great person of like impeccable structure that can wake up at 5 a.m. to like work out and drink a smoothie and then get my kids breakfast ready. And I wish I was like that. I I am amazed that of anyone that can that operates that way. I I'm almost 36 now and the jig is up. Like I this is this is just my personality now. Um golf and not being able to wake up at 5 a.m. and work out and drink a smoothie. Those are just that's my entire personality. Um so it's okay. Like there are other things I'm really good at with parenting. There's a lot of things. And there's a lot of great things I'm really good at at work. And but it's really hard for them to all be good at the exact same time. And when I stopped thinking that they had to be, I actually got better at managing both. So right, you can try that. You can try that. I don't know how actionable any of that information is, but the feeling, you know. Um, Samayan, no doubt. Some, Sam, I am, no doubt. Sam, I am, no doubt. I think that's what you're saying. Um, which Bravo show is your favorite and why is it Vanderpump Rules? Great question, Sam. I am. I've been watching Vanderpump Rules from the very beginning. If you do not watch Vanderpump Rules, I'm sure you've heard of it by now. And if you haven't heard of it by now, then who are you, my dad? That's the only person I can think of because you want to know 
You want to know how I know my dad doesn't know about Vanderpump rules? Because you want to know what he texts me today? You want to know what he texts? My father texted me this evening. He said, hey, Candace, do you know Martin Scorsese? And I said, no, dad. No, I don't. Not personally. I know him by his work and his fame. Um, but yeah, th- those are, I think my dad might be the only one who, do- who doesn't know who Martin Scorsese is, nor who the Vanderpump Rules cast or any of the, you know, Scandaval that's been going on. But I'm deep into the Scandaval. I am angry. I am so angry because it's all unraveling. It is all unraveling. And if you don't know, you just got to get online and do some homework. But basically, it is a, it is, there is a, a big cheating storyline and it's all playing out and it's all messy and it's all icky and they're all thinking that they're pulling a fast one and oh and now we're just seeing all the evidence and we know we know now so we're not even questioning we're now we're just looking for all the easter eggs we're looking for the signs and it's like it, it feels like like look this shaggy's song wasn't me total bop Like I, that's a fantastic song. It's got, I can, I'll just jam out to that song in my car on a sunny day. But if you listen to it, it's like the amount of like insanity and like gaslighting within the, it's like caught you on the counter. Wasn't me. Saw you banging on the sofa. Wasn't me. You even had her in the shower. Wasn't me. I even caught you on camera. Wasn't me. That feeling without like the fun music behind it, like without the beat, that is what is happening on the Vanderpump Rules right now. We're all watching it. We're like, we caught you on the camera. We caught you in the jacuzzi at, Sheen, at Shea Shea's, Sheena's wedding, Sheena Shea wedding. We, we caught you at the Abbey at 1 a.m. in the morning. And Sandoval's just there going, wasn't me. Yeah, so Vanderpump Rules is my favorite show. And, uh, and if you need a nice uh, song to be bopping around in your car to, highly recommend Shaggy. It's probably been a minute. And you know what? You're not going to regret it. You're not going to regret it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, I got one more parenting question. I got some really great parenting questions. Um, India underscore one cat, you're asking that you saw a video of a nine-year-old girl begging her mother for mascara because all of the fourth grade has one. Do I have thoughts? And as a parent, like when you have that pressure of like, all the other kids are doing it and you're like, wait, but you're a child and how, why, why are all the kids wearing mascara? Um, yeah, I actually have had this conversation with a, a few of my mom friends. There was like a phase all of a sudden where like 
my seven-year-old came home and was like, well, everyone's shaving their legs now. I think, oh, I think I have to shave my legs. And I was like, what? Who's shaving their legs? She's like, I don't know. But everyone's talking about shaving their legs. And I was like, who's shaving the legs? No one was. But found out from other like mom friends that they all the all the kids were talking about it. And I think that what happens is because this is what happened when I was younger. I had like a friend in the neighborhood who was like two years older than me. So then I'd always like come home and be like, well, I have to do this now because my my other friend's doing this, even though my other friend was older. And um, so that was my version of shaving of the legs is I was like, well, it's time. Like I got to keep I got to keep up with the Joneses. I got to keep up with like the Angie's down the street. And, uh, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's tough. It's like, cause now I like, man, kids learn about all these like things, even like teenagers, like you guys, you teenagers, I don't know if there are any listening or if someone's listening maybe with their teenager in the car, but holy moly, the way these kids do their makeup now I still can't do my makeup that well. Like they are just watching these instructional videos. They are going to be able to, not only politically are they going to change the world, but they are also going to look so freaking fantastic doing it. Just bronzed and, 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 and highlighted in all the correct places. And we, I was just struggling with like my self tanner back in the day. Just drowning in love spell from Victoria's Secret. And, you know, just gelling my just two very long, straight, needle-like strands of hair to frame my overplucked eyebrows and, um, and my mascara eyes. My mascara eyes. Uh, it's, it's tough. Like, only you can know. I, I mean, I, I saw a little girl with, like, like, acrylics the other day. I don't know it's, it's so hard to figure it out of like what one parent should do and what one shouldn't. Um, but you know, mascara, mascara is a tricky one. I will say mascara, you get that in your eyeball once and you are terrified of it for a while. So, you know, I don't know, maybe you can just let her play with the mascara and then just like sneeze and maybe like hit her arm a little bit. And then she's like, Oh, that stings. Oh, don't want to do that anymore. And then give her the opportunity to talk about that in therapy in 20 years. The gift that keeps on giving. Just like my parenting advice. Well, you are the gift that keeps on giving. Thank you so much for hanging out with me for these ridiculous conversations. <laughs> Just doling out, doling out advice. One caffeinated kick at a time. Oh, my I feel like I should just bring these into my therapy and just sit and watch my therapist as, uh, as they, as they just, as they take it in, as they just take it in. Uh, and also there was another question and I can't find it on my phone, but someone did say, ask when I started, ha when I started going to therapy, cause I talk about it a lot, um, on the super bloom podcast as well. And in, in interviews for years, I've talked about therapy and how much I love it and how much I've benefited from it. And I'm sure the people around me benefit from me going to therapy because I am then, um, better, better able to organize my emotional toolbox and <laughs> be better at how I respond to the world. Uh, but they'd asked like how old I was when I started and they'd had a tough time. I guess that maybe they had met a therapist and it didn't go well. And what I will say, if you are thinking about going to therapy, 
And if this is making you laugh or like maybe think about going, um, then just know that you, it's kind of like dating at first, um, without any like, but there should not be dinner or cocktails or any expectation of like a physical, (laughs) physical element to it. Um, it's like, uh, but I say that because it's okay to go and sit down with a therapist for an hour and be like, "Mm, this isn't the person for me. Like this isn't going to work out. Um, it, it is very personal and there needs to be someone who you feel is the right person for you. And you will usually know that within two to three sessions. And some therapists will actually, um, not ask you to pay for the first session or if it doesn't go well, they, they completely understand and they'll help you out and with understanding to the, to your finances. So if you're wondering, or if you've had a bad experience with a specific therapist, just know there's a whole bunch of them out there. And even when I moved here to Nashville, I had to find a new therapist and the first one didn't work out. And that, and I had to like say, Hey, I don't think this is working out. I don't think this is going to go anywhere. And it led me to finding someone who has been wonderful to work with here. Um, and it's been a really safe place. So, so yeah, just, I would say don't give up. And, um, I am going to give up on speaking anymore in this podcast because I was supposed to be done a question ago. And then now here I am rambling and that's why two cups of caffeine, um, is probably too much before 10 AM. That's why. But what I will leave you with is we have been, I have been releasing and by I, my producer, Melissa has helped me because I don't know how the internet works very well. Um, we've been releasing <laughs> video of all of a super bloom podcast episodes on YouTube. So if you are on YouTube, if you like to listen to your episodes or if you like to watch interviews, um, or if you want to rewatch an interview, go to YouTube at a super bloom podcast. You can watch a whole bunch of our interviews. Um, we just released one with Rachel Lindsay. We have a wonderful, um, episode coming out this week with, uh, Mickey Rowe. If you don't know who he is, I'm very excited for you to meet him. Uh, we'll be releasing his interview on the YouTube page as well. Um, I just appreciate you guys so much. So make sure you like, and subscribe. That's, I guess what the children say. They say to like, and subscribe on, on the YouTube. I've never done that. Um, but you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll give that a go. Maybe I will try that sometime. I also want to say thank you so much when you listen to the podcast and leave a rating and review over on, um, Apple podcasts. That's very cool. Or any of the, the streaming services for podcasts. And Allie B, you recently said that you think that this podcast feels real and honest and that these episodes always feel real and honest, which is one of the reasons you enjoy listening to it, whether you can relate to the episode topic or not. You feel like you walk away with the knowledge you didn't have before. And thank you. Thank you so much. Lindsay Wells, 13, 1998. You said that the podcast feels like a warm hug. Thank you so much. You love the guest episodes and these solo ones. I really appreciate it. Cat's Clarinet, you said that a Super Bloom podcast is a treat for your ears. Thank you. Your review is a treat for my eyes. So I I do read these. um, It means a lot. So if you have a moment, I'd love for you to go and rate and review the podcast, a Super Bloom podcast. Um, Thank you guys so much. Have a fantastic week. Get out there. Seize the day. 
It spring is upon us. Soak up that sun, just all that pollen. Have a good one. This has been a Super Boom podcast, hosted by me, Candace Kane, produced by Melissa D. Montz and Diamond Imprint Productions, and advertisement partnerships with ACAST.